When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back. It's time for the 2024 Urban NerdCon. Join us in Atlanta, Georgia, April 26th through the 28th at the Cortland Grand Hotel. Special guests include Underworld creator Kevin Grievous, Gary Gray from Barely Odd Parents, from Nickelodeon, Giovanni Samuels, the science machine Michael Green, the Sci-Fi Sisters, and from Spaceballs and Star Trek Voyager, Tim Russ. Hi, I'm Tim Russ. Join me April 26th through the 28th at the Cortland Grand Hotel in Atlanta, Georgia for the Urban NerdCon. Our heroes, our villains, our stories, everyone con. I'll see you there. Live long and prosper. Visit TheUrbanNerdCon.net to get your buy one, get one free badges before the price increases. Remember... Our heroes, our villains, our stories, everyone's con. See you there. If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is always Ultra Thin's reinvented with the always triple protection system. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Thins. This is always like never before. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvée. As technology continues to bring changes to the world of education, it's time we also reimagine teacher professional development. Gone are the days of one-size-fits-all learning that can only be accessed at a specific time and place. The Stride PD Center is an on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that allow educators to learn anytime and anywhere. Our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. The best professional development plans are those that include a level of flexibility and choice for educators. Whether you're a teacher, school, or district, visit us today to take charge of your learning. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, 
My colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvay. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. All right. Hello. Good evening. Welcome to a live edition of the, uh, well, I, I don't know. I see this guy over there and I'm, I, I, you know, normally I see this guy to kick off my Sunday, uh, as a BCSN sports rep, but this is a special meaning today. That's right. He's got his fan you gear on. Uh, he is a rattler today. That's AD drew. I'm Brian Fulford, uh, a live ONG strike zone, special reaction show should have, Kelvin Rozier joining us uh, shortly, and uh, not sure about Marcus Green. Um, he's uh, with family, so hopefully Marcus will be able to to jump in, even if it's for a minute. But uh, uh, Drew, happy New Year to you, man. How are you? I was doing good till two o'clock today. You know, man. Oh. I'll just say this: this is the only thing that would have gotten me up off of my vacation this week yeah <laughs> yeah you were on vacation i mean telling you following this thing has been uh has been quite a quite a thing man um and so uh happy new year first off to all of you uh to rattler nation uh those of you who supported us in 2023 and i i certainly wish that our first show of 2024 was not talking about uh, the departure of uh, one of the greatest coaches in in his short tenure at Florida A and M, um, 
head coach Willie Simmons, uh, who today, this afternoon, at 2 p.m. Eastern time, officially submitted his resignation as the 18th head football coach of Florida Agriculture and Mechanical University. And it's presumed that he will be accepting the job as the running backs coach at Duke University for head coach Manny Diaz. Uh, Coach Simmons and Coach Diaz were assistant coaches at Middle Tennessee State together. Um, I believe Diaz's son was on staff for Coach Simmons here at Florida A&M a few uh, seasons ago, a couple seasons ago, possibly. So the relationship is there. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's been one of those things. Um, first reported by uh, by off uh, by Scotty on off script. Uh, I think when that show, you know, it's, it's funny, Drew. Hold, hold up, Brian. Back that up. You need to give last Wednesday show ONG Strike Zone when you had Vaughn on there. That was the first time that anybody was seriously think about that this could happen before Scottish uh, came out because you know there was something in the air last Wednesday. So I want to give you guys the credit because you guys started the hashtag before we even knew we needed the hashtag. So. <laughs> No, 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 yeah. no, credits, no, no disrespect to Scotty for, for, for what for what he did. But I want to stop and give you guys your flowers for Wednesday night for starting the hashtag a day before 24 to 48 hours before we even knew that hashtag was something serious. What's needed, something serious. I think it was 24 hours. Um, yeah, yeah what you're talking about last week's show where we had Vaughn on, uh, I should say last year's show. Um and Vaughn on, and I, and I asked. Look, I simply, I think Vaughn come has come on later uh, on his on HBCU game day and said he had no inclinations that A was leading to B. You know, I think he was just. I I I talked to him in the context of what fam you needs to do in 2024 because we were given all indications that Coach Simmons was coming back. Did not hear any rumblings or rumors that uh, uh, Duke was even out there as a as a job offer and so the hashtag secure willie simmons made sense and we had talked about it because we know what had happened the two previous years you know and so uh i think when that kind of came out the news and and against uh scotty with his word on the street show on thursday uh thursday night and then i start getting text and i'm i'm sitting there like huh what i i you know i i wasn't watching scotty's show uh that evening I was probably watching a movie and then my phone starts blowing up and it's like, is there any truth to this? And I'm like, well, you know, and so I'm, I'm in a mode like everybody I'm tuning in to watch off script to kind of see what he's saying. And then, you know, uh, let me bring in uh, Kelvin uh, here as uh, we've got, uh, I can bring in Kelvin here. Uh, what up boy? Happy new year to you. Kelvin Rosier. How you doing, Kevin? Happy New Year's, guys. Um, I'm doing pretty good, but I'm. A, I have to admit, man, I'm. A, I'm a little concerned. Well, we'll we'll get into we'll get into why you are concerned. Um, and I think it's bigger than I, I think your concern is bigger than just finding the 19th 
head football coach, right? Absolutely. 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 Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so once the, once the news was dropped, uh, Thursday night, then it, it just became, um, you know, finding out all of the particulars and things of that nature. Um, so yeah, we, we got a lot to, uh, to, to get into here in this reaction show. I want to, you know, just kind of do the setting of the table of a couple of things. Of course, the uh, press announcement, not to be confused with a press conference, ladies and gentlemen. Let's let's be clear about that, okay? <laughs> the press announcement by VP Sykes uh, uh, was to inform everybody that uh, 2 o'clock this afternoon, Coach Simmons had submitted his uh, resignation um, and that the 48... 72 hours of work that was being done by FAMU alums and everything to create a, a offer to match um, uh, what wasn't enough. We'll, we'll get into talking about that in a second. Uh, let me read the press release from VP Sykes. And uh, hold on a second, Drew, if you can kind of lay back on the uh, – I'm going to try to share – the actual uh share my screen here with the actual uh release as i'm as i'm reading it here uh from vp sykes um press release here wrong page okay here we go all right uh let me go back here so the press release from vp sykes to the famu community It is with mixed emotion that I announced the departure of Coach Willie Simmons from his position as Florida A&M University head football coach. Coach Simmons has been an integral part of our athletics program, and I am both proud and sad to see him go. Coach Simmons has been transparent about his aspirations to become a Power 5 head football coach, and I am thrilled that he has been offered an opportunity to take a significant step toward achieving that goal. He will join Duke University as the running backs coach, which aligns him perfectly with his professional ambitions. I would like to extend my heartfelt congratulations to Coach Simmons on his on this new chapter in his career. I also want to acknowledge Duke University head coach Manny Diaz for recognizing Coach Simmons' potential and extending this exciting opportunity to him. I am confident that Coach Simmons will significantly contribute to the Blue Devils football program, and I wish him all the best in his new role. Uh in the interim, we are fortunate to have Coach James Colsey, the third, stepping up as the interim head coach. Coach Colsey, who currently serves as the assistant head coach, brings a wealth of experience and leadership to the role, and I am confident in his ability to guide our football program during this transition period. Your continued support of the football program and its student-athletes is appreciated as I work quickly towards securing the best candidate to lead our football program into the future. I want to thank Coach Simmons for his dedication and hard work during his time at Florida A&M University and look forward to watching his continued success at Duke. Sincerely, Tiffany Dawn B. Sykes, Vice President of Athletics, Florida A&M University. Okay, um, a lot of places that we can go. Uh, let's start with 
the traction before we even get into talking about future. Let's talk about the traction of the fundraising that went into this. And and I, we can go anywhere we want to go with this. I mean, there's a lot of roads we can go. So I'll, where do you want to go with this first, Kelvin? I want to talk about the actual, uh, coach Simmons leaving first. And, um, just, I just want to say that, uh, coach, uh, we appreciate you. You did a yeoman's job. Uh, what what you inherited when you came here versus what you leaving us with is night and day, and FAMU is not an easy place to maneuver. And I have to say, you did it professionally, and and you maneuvered these things um pretty pretty well over these past six years, uh, and was successful in spite of some challenges. Um, and you forced us to you know do some investments, right? Investments in. And, and and not just facilities, but staffing. Your staff is a uh, you had two um, off the field paid positions as well as the GAs, and and um you uh had to you know you recruited well. You had uh you had the local guys wanting to come home. Obviously, you mentored your um, staff and hired well, as many of them went on to other universities or the pros or what have you. And of course, we know about our, our, our three rattlers in the pros currently. So you develop players also. So I want to take this opportunity first to thank Coach Simmons and um, the job he did as the uh, head ball coach at FAMU. Um, in terms of, and I wish him wish him the best. Um, he did right by us while he was here, and you know he's given his reasons why. Uh, he wants to be able to be a head coach at the highest level, and um, that's at the FBS level. So he's in a Power Five country, comp, um, five of Power Five um, conference Conference. with a head with a head coach that he's familiar with, he trusts that he's coached with, whose son also was on our staff here at FAMU just two years ago. So you know, there's a there's a long relationship there. Um, the coach just got hired in Manny Diaz, so. He's, it, it, you know, even if he doesn't move anywhere from there right now, he, you know, he's got three or four years at a higher salary, which uh will help him. So, is you know, um, you know, I, I have no ill wills. He's done right by us, and and um, Brian, you know, we we talked several times over the last few days after that Wednesday show to be frank, and um, I, I got, of course I got a lot of inquiries, and I was intentionally quiet. In terms of my my activity on uh, social media and so forth, because um, I'm I'm just be frank, you know, I, I, there's a lot of information and sources that reach out when we get into the coaching search and, and names, you know, uh, there's there's been a lot of communication there, so I try to keep uh, things that need to be autonomy and private private so but but when they talked about trying to counter unfortunately and i think i told you this on friday mm-hmm. that he was gone he was gone he had made that decision but I, I i'm very proud of the effort uh that the that the alumni association and and rattler nation did in coming together and what they did and what yeah. they did and what they did really is a 
testament to a lot of the things that Kofi used to talk about and what we talked about. Mm-hmm. They get we were given a charge, but it was it was a specific give, right? Yes. yes. And and it happened to be the most important thing to us: football after coming off a championship. So mm-hmm. we 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 bought in and we show that if you give us targeted. A targeted effort and you let us know exactly how to give and what it's going to and it's something we're passionate about we'll we, we'll respond um and it's a it is a shame that it's reactionary and not proactive right they should have had this forum set up so that rally nation could have been given at this level five years ago and we've been talking about it for longer than that so um, but but Rally Nation, you showed up. We got to be just as fired up now about this process, cause there's a lot. There's a there's a chance, man. Uh, you know, this is not a rebuild job right now. This no, is not a not. rebuild job. It shouldn't be. If, if if we get this right and we listen to our players and 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 respect the coaches that are there, we can keep this thing together and we can keep the recruits we got a majority of them and we can continue to win at a high level but contrarily if egos get involved and mm-hmm. people and people decide that they got to put their stamp on things then Amen. it's going to go it's going to blow up everything it's going to be a complete rebuild and if that happens um and it's going now mm-hmm. not only is the belt coming out but yes, um, there'll be some administrators that got to get out of here. Yeah, and I just, and I'm gonna just leave it there for now. Um, you you talked about the uh, that that giving. Um, where where, where do I want to go? With, well, we we talked about putting a plan in place, right? And I think that was kind of interesting to talk about putting a plan in place which I think that's where we were coming from Wednesday. When we were coming from Wednesday, and, and again, you know, I know there are critics of A.D. Sykes that says this should have there should have been a plan in place. And I don't totally disagree with it, but I'm, 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 I'm giving a little bit of grace with that in the fact that there's so many other things that uh, – had to be had to be had to happen around FAMU, especially when she first got the job. Things that are still needing to get done. Um, you know, I think one of the things I mentioned is when should the negotiating process started. Uh, I know you talked about prior to the season. I said, well, you know, at least after the or going into the SWAC championship game or right after the SWAC championship game, there should have been some, you know, hey, let let's start to talk about the negotiating process of things. Um uh, Drew, you, you're killing me here with the uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you got it, you got it, yeah. That's what I say, you got to be a little discerning about every chat, um, and, and putting them all on the screen because we got, I, lo- I love it, and I, I starred some of those because I do want to come back to those, and I love some of the people who are who are in on Facebook and YouTube and appreciate all of you. I think you can even, if you're watching on X on Twitter, I think you can even make comments on Twitter and X as well, so encourage you to do that as well. Um, but putting a plan in place for this day could have happened if 
over the past three years, we didn't have three athletic directors over the past three years. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I know everyone's like, oh, we should have had a plan in place, blah, blah, blah. Hell, we, you know, it's hard to put a plan in place when your changeover is three ADs in three years. Uh, and technically, Simmons had four ADs in his tenure at FAMU. Um, Five if you include the interim. Well, I was including the interim. Would that, so that, I, would I, that I, be six with the interim? Did well, we have no, stop, two different stop, interims? Stop. He, no, I'm serious. Have we had two interims doing? He had, he had, I mean, he but had, that yeah, same interim twice. Well, but okay, with the, so, but but anyway, just with the change the of administration, point, that's an additional. That's a bigger that's point. Yes, the bigger point I'm going to is he had multiple athletic directors. You got a president who's apathetic at times to athletics, and I think maybe, maybe, big maybe is starting to buy into the importance of athletics. You know, so, yes, it would have been nice to have the plan in place prior to, you know. Um, what's amazing, though, is the numbers, you know. And and, I, and my big thing, again, I, I sent Coach a text this morning. I, I thought about doing it yesterday, but then I started coming to the hard, cold reality that it probably – I told somebody two, three days ago it was 70-30, he was gone. And I'm, you know me, I'm the optimist, so I'm holding tight to that 30, man. I'm holding tight like it's a, like it's a pillow at night, right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, but I, I started to come around to realizing, okay, if I'm a betting man, betting man says he's gone. Um, but, and, and, I, and I think it was you who sold me on the fact that his aspirations, and he said it when he said it to Vaughn, I had, I don't think, I kind of knew it, but I never heard it until you said it. That he had he has aspirations of being a power five coach. And when you think about his history, Willie Simmons went to Clemson. So he always had the PWI experience. He wanted to come to FAMU and experience what his family and his wife all experienced, but he didn't get that chance. So then he started in his first role coaching was in, you know, within the PWI environment. So everything uh that was his background and makeup was, you know, Power 5, PWI experience, I can be that difference maker. I can be that first. Um, well, maybe not first. I can be that the second African-American. Uh, once he got into the HBCU level, I'm sure there was always thoughts of saying, if I keep going on this track that I'm on, there's going to be an opportunity. I guess I was surprised and maybe even disappointed. And, Drew, we talked about this. The emotions that – a lot of Rattler Nation might be feeling. There's going to be surprise. There's disappointment, um, which don't 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 confuse surprised and disappointed with ecstatic for coach. Because I think I'm ecstatic for coach in his future. Yes, I'm surprised that it was a core that it was not a coordinator role, a running back coach role. You know, I'm surprised because I always thought that he was going to be the one to go from FAMU to the head coach, and if not, OC would probably be that stepping stone. You know, but it is what it is um, within the program that he's going to. Duke has a new offensive coordinator, and after doing some research on him, he if his, if his offense is as good as it was prior to him coming to Duke, he won't be the OC at Duke very, very long. He'll have a good year or two at Duke. They got a new quarterback coming in. 
and then he'll leave. And guess who stands to probably move up if Manny Diaz is still there? I mean, he got to win, you know. So if Manny Diaz is still there, Willie Simmons was probably the likely graduation uh, from running backs coach to OC. But uh, Drew, what we were talking about is that emotion. And, and if you if your emotion is hate, anger, or anything towards Willie Simmons, you got to check yourself. You got to check yourself. Um, your, your What's your thoughts on, on those emotions right now, Drew, that we were kind of talking about earlier offline? Yeah, I totally agree with you, Brian. Uh, obviously, there is a level of disappointment, and not disappointment in Willie, disappointment in the, the situation, disappointment in, you know, Disappointment for for Ratlandation because we know we've lost a good one. We yes. know we have lost. We've 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 lost a good one. You know. Uh, you know, it's almost like a relationship, Brian. You 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 court. You court your mate, and then you marry. We were married to Willie Simmons. But sometimes, and Kelvin uh, can relate to this a little bit, uh, you know, as a, as a married man, me as a formerly married man, you know, sometimes in your marriage, you think things are going right, but your mate does not think things are going right. And, the, and, and what happens? You forget, to, you forget to still date each other once you have married. That's kind of what happened here with Will. We forgot to still continue to date him and have date nights. Come home with those surprises. You know, that's what it was when it came to the money and everything else. We forgot to date. So what happened? We saw somebody saw that that pretty thing walking down the street, and it became interesting. And I'm not gonna say Willie was cheating on us, but he definitely took another opportunity. So, you know, that's kind of that's kind of an off-wall analogy of this, you know. And then when we think about the him going from an HBCU to a non-HBCU. And I can speak this from experience. One of the toughest things you have to do as a professional in college athletics is deciding whether you want to work at an HBCU or a non-HBCU. And I'm going to speak from experience on this. Myself, as a two-time HBCU grad, worked at an HBCU, coached at an HBCU. It, it was tough going from an HBCU to a non-HBCU because that's all people thought I knew how to do. People did not look at me for the knowledge that I had and what I could bring to certain programs. So I, those who don't know, I currently work for a non-HBCU. I'm going to leave them nameless. But one the, the, the decision was do I go take this job offer from an HBCU or do I take this job offer from a non-HBCU? And which one is going to advance my career the furthest? 
And for me, I knew that if I wanted to get to my ultimate goal, I had to step out of my comfort zone and being at being in the HBCU and show people I knew how to work in an environment with people who did not look like me. I've already worked in an environment where people look like me and were successful like me. This is the same type of opportunity for Willie to step outside of his comfort zone. We know the man, you know the man could be a head coach. He could be a he's a damn good head coach. He's had success at two places. We know the man is a good offensive coordinator. We saw him when he was at Alcorn. So we we know what he can do. Now he's got to step outside of his comfort zone, show that he could be the support. Because I don't care how good of a head coach you have, you're only as good as your support staff. You're only as good as your number two and the people behind him. Willie has to help elevate that Duke program to prominence in the ACC for as long as the ACC stays around if he wants to get to his ultimate goal. So shout out to, 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 to Willie. I'm proud of you, bro. Take advantage of this opportunity. And for all those who talking trash on Willie for taking advantage of this opportunity, I can tell you what, you, what your opinion really means. It don't mean squat. You did what's best for your family. You did what's best, what you think is best for your career. We, as black men, as rattlers, as black females and rattlers, can do nothing but love you and support you and go Blue Devils. Mm. Um, I like North Carolina, so I'm never going to say go Blue Devils, but anyway. <laughs> uh, Hold on, true story, Brian. True story, true story, true story. I grew up as a North Carolina fan until my cousin played basketball for Carolina. I mean, for Duke in the late nineties. And then I, I had to switch allegiance real quick when my family went to uh, and played for four years for coach K and then, and I've been a Duke fan ever since. I don't dislike Carolina, but I've been a Duke fan ever since my cousin played there. Hmm. Um, let me, let me throw this to you. Uh, all of you. I saw this. And it made me think about something. Um, the majority of coaches from FAMU, I mean, obviously coaches the 18th. When you think about the ones who have left on their own terms, the only one that I can immediately go to is uh, Jay Gaither. I, I mean, Jay Gaither, even our <clears throat> our greatest legend, legendary coaches. I mean, you, you when you think about the Mount Rushmore of FAMU coaches, uh Rudy Hubbard that didn't that didn't end well at the end it started great didn't end well um Billy Joe uh Billy Joe I was gonna even say Ken Riley before him but yeah Ken Ken Riley. Riley, well, Billy Joe they promoted they uh, promoted him instead of uh letting him go Joe, Joe Taylor. Taylor Joe Taylor uh you know so uh, you know, it, it, it rarely goes well. I mean, I, I hate to say one out of, well, now two out of 18 have ended on their terms where they maybe, obviously. Maybe Jubilee Bragg, <laughs> if we want to go all the way back. I, I mean, you know, you have to go back. I don't I don't want to go back that far, but really, let's go recent memory from Gaither on. Let's go from Gaither on. It, it's it's, modern, it's yeah. that way. Modern, yeah, modern as modern that is, right. Uh, so. 
Yeah, that that uh, that that's a great point. That most of them don't get to stay uh, as long, and he stayed and he left on his terms. I saw somebody post seven that, seasons. Uh, uh, so it was technically six seasons and seven years. Obviously, we had the year twenty twenty where we didn't play. Um, Notice the symmetry right there, Mike. Winning... What symmetry is that? Seven seasons on the highest of seven hills, and seven is a sign of what? Seven is a sign of completion. Mm, look at you, Drew. Wow, well, wasn't, wasn't is that true, Kobe? Kobe. <laughs> the spirit the spirit has has hit me <laughs> man sitting up sitting up in that upper right box kelvin exactly you know it's like Kofi got into drew's spirit all of a sudden it's like hey drew say this i mean man good lord um i saw somebody post in the chat that uh President Robinson had made a statement. I'm searching Twitter. I haven't seen that yet. Um, I wanted to I, try to read Coach Simmons' statement. It's a, it's a it's a rather lengthy statement. I don't know if I have enough Zoom to read it. Uh, what were you going to add, Kelvin? So, I was just going to talk about communication or lack thereof over this past uh, five or six days. You didn't hear anything from the president or the AD publicly until today. And uh, um, what, would, what would you, what did you want to hear? Let me ask that. Cause I, I think there were enough people within the, you know, obviously the DSOs were talking about, but what, what, what do you think could have been said or should have been said? Well, we're working um, vigorously to try to retain our championship level coach. Uh, he's an important part of our program. We want him to know that, and we want Rally Nation to know that also, so that uh, to to see if we can um, um, come to some kind of agreement. And if not, prepare. We're 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 prepared for uh, to move forward with uh, the next process. I expect it communications. I don't think that's a big ask. And I think it's the professional way of doing things. And, you know, yeah, the NAA was doing things and there was these meetings and there was behind. But see, that's my problem. And that's and I know we're going to get to this. But transparency. is going to be vitally important, man. Transparency in what we're doing and where we're trying to go. I noticed we had a interim coach name today, and it wasn't yeah. a and it wasn't the longest ranking member of the staff and the the associate head coach and the um, orchestrator of the Dark Cloud defense, um, Ryan Smith. And I feel a certain kind of way about that, and I know yeah. some of the players feel a certain kind of way about that too. So. I don't know how it came to that. I know some some folks got any feelings about it, and so that's what I'm saying. We have to we have to be transparent in how we go about operating things. Um, you, you got a three minute statement basically, and I heard I heard the AD say something today. 
Yeah, I heard AD say something to the effect of she's going to make sure that the uh, recruits as well as those uh, transfers that they uh, still still come to uh, welcome to come to FAMU. I haven't seen an AD yet recruit a damn ball player. They ain't coming to play for her per se. True. But you so so you 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 hire your a you put a person in an interim AD who can bridge those gaps. Uh who, no, who can keep it. the keep keep the core together. And I don't I don't I, frankly I ain't got nothing against uh Cozy, but we don't know him. He's only been here a year. So yeah. so I, I'm 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 looking at everything and I'm looking how we operate, but I would I would have like to ha have a little more communication and, and honestly i'm gonna say this so I, I knew he wasn't coming back i knew it was a it was a futility and it's a damn shame that our administration didn't know that you knew that when be honest <laughs> friday all right let hey me, uh real quick hold on no 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 95 old. Do me a favor. You have an email from, uh, I'm assuming, uh, Carmen Cummings from Dr. Robinson. Email that to us, ongstrikezone at gmail.com. Um, again, I, I just check in Twitter, and I don't see anything from the university, but I, I want to, I'd like to read that statement from Dr. Robinson. So uh, you can email that over to us, ongstrikezone at gmail.com. Okay, go ahead, Drew. Yeah. Uh... You know, uh, Kelvin, you were talking about uh, Smitty Rock not being named the uh, the interim. There is also, uh, I thought it was also kind of interesting that you have a former head coach on staff who could have possibly been named the interim uh, right now, and that being Doc Gamble. Yeah, we know Doc Gamble did not have a uh, successful tenure in his previous stop in the SWAT, but he does have the administrative portion of being a being a head coach and knowing look we're about 90 percent sure that the current interim would not be the head coach so just be thinking out loud i may have put someone there who has head coaching experience to deal with the administration administrative portions of it make sure the recruiting gets coordinated and everything else if we're talking about a, a say a two week time span by the time we uh, interview a coach uh make an offer and work out the contract negotiations what do you think about that there was a, there, there's several coaches who got head coaching experience uh spady was the head coach at a and m frankly but I, I i'm i'm thinking more of the players again i always tell you i'm i'm, I'm about the players experience and and i and what i hear in hear from them or and some of the staff and i i just think uh it's gonna be tough for us to keep smith rock at this point yeah the um that that's one of the things that you know with the upcoming afca coaches convention which i believe starts the end of this week yeah this is um, that you that your point is well noted, the fact that your associate head coach, the number one guy was, you know, and I'm not, we're not trying to pit this against each other, but if you have a chain of command, you have Coach Simmons who 
you know, his number one guy was uh was uh was was Smitty Rock. And um it, it should have been him. I, I'm I'm right there with you. I, I'm I'm with you in that now. I don't know why Colsey, you know, that, that wasn't that we didn't get all that in the three minutes and twenty seconds uh statement. And we didn't get it in the press release. And I think what you're gonna have now is you're gonna have a defensive coordinator, head of the defense, head of the number one defense in FCS, who will be I'm I'm I don't know this for a fact. I haven't talked to him, but I'd be willing to bet at that AFCA coaches conference. Guess who'll be shopping his resume? I, I mean, or maybe Brian, maybe, maybe Spitty already has something out there, and he was waiting on Coach Simmons to make his decision before he took the next name. Because I guarantee you, that is, that, that is Spitty, possible. Spitty has probably had some stuff come, people coming after after him, and if Spitty knew he was getting ready getting ready to go. So so let me not, let me I'm jump in. I'm not just to take so, that. Uh, so so this position. is one. This is one time I'm gonna jump in because I can. Go ahead. He's had offers before. He yes. wants to be at FAMU. Okay, that's what I want to hear. Period. All right. That and see, this is what worries me. When we get, when we get ready to talk about these positions. And who's going to be the next coach? This is the part that that worries me a bit about the decision. Again, if v, does VP Sykes appreciate and really truly want to listen to what the coaches and, and and play? But does she know this community? After a year, has she figured this community out yet? Okay. Because I think when we start getting into talking about these coaching candidates, some of them that we already had before, and, and then some of the ones I saw Vaughn post in his article, uh, I, I think some of them are slam dunk reasons, or slam dunk hires and reasons we go. And even go, I, I still go back to our our women's basketball coach, right? Remember that show? Remember that show? We came up with a list of several names, and then she came out of left freaking field. She came up with a with a with a pretty good candidate, good but but it's like you you, you went with somebody that didn't Maybe. have head, well, it's still to be determined. Yes, I got you, yeah. but we didn't, you know, somebody who didn't have head coaching experience but had the basketball pedigree. Yes, okay, yeah. So right. we we can't argue the basketball side of things. So she's safe in that respect. And then guess what? Your work will have to speak for itself. You're you're in your your real time resume will have to speak for itself as to whether you were the good hire but no one can look at here's the difference Ryan. Say, here's the difference our basketball team with that hire could not have been it could not have gotten any worse it, it could it was only one direction for the women's basketball program to go with that hire, and that was up on the other hand you have a program that is at the top at the pinnacle of HBCU football right now. I mean, get get this wrong, and we looking like Alabama A and M in uh, in two years. The other A and M. So that's All that's right. not what that's not what we want to do. So she she could get that she could get that basketball high wrong. Rather, nation is not going to be as upset, but mess this one up. 
mess, mess this one up. You know, mess around and find okay. out. You find, find out, out real yeah. fast. Hey, what? You know, hey, what? what if, what have we already said? The first way to piss off Rattler Nation is the game day experience. There's an X. You know how that thing went down, right? Uh, yeah. The second. And, the and Jackson, st- go ahead. No, no, no. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Real quick. Go I ahead. was going to say, and, and, and as much stuff as we talked uh, about Jackson State, we are right now, we are Jackson State last year. We, we lost. We lost. I, uh, we lost the coach who has turned our program around and has taken our program to the top as far as far as it can go. Now, in 2024, will we be Jackson State of 2023 with, with a 74 record and taking a step back? Or can, can we continue to, to excel? Because Jackson State was the hottest thing in HBCU football until their coach left. Yeah. And, and to, it's the hottest thing in HBCU football. Will it remain hot once the once our coach has left? Transfers. I agree. I agree. Transfers. The, the key is um, to, to keep the key is to keep the players. Yeah, the key is to keep the players that are there happy and, and but who is the group? program as well as who the, the trend, at least as part of the transfer class. Who was the group there, were- though? All those, all those kids said Willie was that group. They came to play for Willie because he is that type of dude. You, you know, a Willie Simmons, a Chennis Berry, the, those type of people have those type of effects on the on the kids, on the student yeah. athletes themselves. Yeah, yeah but Drew, you know, you can't discount the position coaches. You can't discount. The assistant no. coaches, the coaches, right? Rez, Smith and Rock. The, those coaches are actually the ones that dealing with those kids every day. They the one that making the offers. They the one evaluating the film for their their position. So I'm telling you that yes, internally, agree. the kids, the, the kids, the kids do not want somebody who's not currently on staff as as the head coach right now. So and, and that's natural. Go ahead. Get your point in there. Last point. Go ahead. I, I was gonna say my my last point when it, when it comes to, when it comes to all this is we have not seen it since the portal has opened up three years ago. We have not seen a mass exodus of players from FAMU. Like we have seen from other programs, you know, Correct. you can you can Correct. literally count the number of players who have left FAMU. Probably less than ten have left FAMU uh, who have been who have really con- contributed to Rattler success. Now, can we can we maintain that continuity that we had? You know, that that was the one thing that we had. People came in, they did not leave, and there was something about that culture. Whatever we can do, whoever we hire, whoever we retain, we have got to try to maintain that culture so that we continue to be that program where players transfer into, but they do not transfer out of. Right, Dion, let, uh, let me just say one real quick thing. Dion was one of one. Willie is one of one. We are not going to hire another Willie. But to your point, we need to hire a great fit for this team and this program 
where we are right now. Billy Rowe is another great name that's familiar with a lot of these recruits and, and so forth. So, I mean, we really have to think long and hard if we talk about going outside of current staff. I'll say this about players jumping in the portal real quick. The deadline to jump in the portal ends tomorrow. Uh, and they can, all, they can always pull their name out. That's the thing. So it's not unnatural. When your coach leaves, you have the opportunity – to jump in the portal without any penalty, if I'm not, if I'm, if I'm sourcing well, right uh, now, there's no penalty for jumping in the portal because of the uh, lawsuit right now. Oh, really? Okay, so yes, well, that's, that's why players have been able to transfer twice without penalty uh, because uh, they've got a, a temporary restraining order against uh, some of the rules of the portal. Also, so these kids can, can also jump in, can... jump and jump out. And and last thing, I'm gonna give it to you in a second, Kelvin. Let's when the when the semester started, fam. You let's see how many of these kids who actually said they were coming out of the portal and coming to fam. You actually show up for class now. Go ahead, Kelvin. No, I, I was just gonna say. Um, no, I'm, I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. Go ahead. Move, let's keep it moving. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick, it, it's, I, no, I don't don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, do you uh, do you guys and uh, you guys in the chat? Obviously, you know I don't know if you've seen Coach Simmons' statement. It's uh it's a little lengthy. I don't know if you want me to read it uh, now. I can. I've got it pulled up. I can read. Go it. ahead. It's, it, it's, a, it's a solid message. Go go ahead. Yeah. Uh, let me see. I'm gonna try to share the screen and hopefully. This will this will work the way I'm hoping it will. Uh, let's see. Uh, give me a second here to find it. I thought I had to go to break up. while you do it. You want, you want uh, to go to break while you do that, Brian? Yeah, you know what? Let's let's do that, and then it'll give me a chance to kind of to splice it up and put it on a couple of. Uh, a couple of uh, spreads here real quick, and then I can do that. So let's do this. Let's take a short break. Um, yeah, Amanda, it's very lengthy. Um, let me let me get my voice, get some water, and then uh, we'll read Coach Simmons's statement. Also, maybe I can find that statement from Dr. Robinson as well. Uh, so, Drew, can you uh, you can can you cue up the uh, commercial? Let's take a short break. Come back. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone live reaction to uh, head coach Willie Simmons resigning as FAMU's football coach. We'll be back in just a second. The, the Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell leadership principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvay. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. 
Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard, as well as the upcoming week of HBCU sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. I'm returning to Clinton, Paris, and Tampa's my community. I grew up here, went to school here, and my wife and I make our home here. What makes Tampa special are its people. So when I represent someone injured in my community, it's personal. Call my office and speak to a real lawyer and not some referral service. I will fight the insurance companies to get the settlement that you deserve. At the law office of Clinton Paris, we take the pain out of being hurt. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. All right. Uh, welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Brian Fulford, uh, AD Drew. Uh, normally you see AD with me on the BCSN Sports Wrap every Sunday night, 6 o'clock Eastern. And then, of course, my ONG Strike hey, Zone brother. We in our normal time slot. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, it feels that way. Uh, Kelvin Rozier, of course, uh, ONG Strike Zone every Wednesday night, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. Uh, Marcus Green uh, normally is with us, but uh, 
uh, de- dealing with family, got family things he's doing uh, out of town. So uh, Marcus couldn't be with us tonight. Okay, uh, so obviously I know Coach did a interview uh, right before we came on the air with Vaughn Wilson, HBCU game day. So hopefully some of you got a chance to see that. Um, I did reach out to Coach. Maybe if we're fortunate enough, maybe we can get Coach on the show Wednesday night. I know we talked about Wednesday show at least at some point talking about the preview for the basketball season, which starts uh, on Saturday at Bethune. But obviously this is a heavy topic, so I'm sure a lot of things that we get into here in this live reaction show uh, we will get into. So I will I will read – uh, he, he, it's a lot of thanks here from Coach Simmons. So uh, I, I don't know how to, to read this and not read all of it. Uh, so if at any point, you know, you guys are tired of hearing me read this, uh, <laughs> you know, just put a stop sign up or just say, okay, okay, Brian, we get it. And, you know, there may be some people who haven't seen it. So I, I will just kind of go through the process here. Okay. Post so, the link. And if you haven't uh, seen it, this on uh, Coach Coach Simmons's Twitter page. If you have not yeah, seen Coach Simmons's the, uh, Twitter feed, is where you can. Now, Bull yeah. said, "Stop already." See, Bull, that's that's nasty. <laughs> See, <laughs> damn you, Bull! Damn you! I, I, uh, I, try, I, I try to tell him. I try to tell him. Man, y'all, okay. And you know, I, I want to listen to the people. So if the people don't want me to read it, I mean, hell, you know, I, I won't, I won't read it. Um, you know, I, let's not insult their intelligence, Brian. Let, let's let them read yeah, it off the screen, and we okay. just talked about it. I mean, no, they're not gonna read it off the screen. They don't want to read it. They don't want to read it. So y'all go read it on your own. Man. That's all right. Fine then. We ain't gotta read it. Let them enlarge it on their phone. I, I, I've seen enough. People said don't read it. Okay, so fine. I'm gonna move on then off of that subject. I, I thought I was doing so. I, I do want to read. All that, all that work for nothing. Yeah, all, all that work. Uh, I, I do want to see if I can find the uh, the president's statement. Uh, I still haven't seen that. We got to listen to the people, right? If anything, I, right. I learned that from I learned that from you, Scotty. Uh, you know, you, you you listen to the people. The people say don't read the damn thing. I'm not gonna read it. All right, we'll move on. Um, do we want to start talking about? coaching hires was there any more meat on the bone regarding the process um you know a lot of people a lot of people gave a lot of people donated and i know people donated with the with the thought and intent of keeping coach simmons and that it might be enough to keep 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 coach simmons and a lot of people miss that a in his contract let's let's put that out there too in his contract, Coach Simmons. Shout out to Allison Posey. Uh, well, well, yeah, he, she put that out there, but it was already out there. I mean, hell, yeah. Kelvin had it. He could have tweeted this out four days ago if he really was in, if he really wanted to do it, but he didn't do it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, thanks to Allison, but but it was out. We we knew it four days ago, but the the clause in the contract stated. That Coach Simmons, in order to uh, if if he left before January 1, 2024, for a head coaching position, and I'm summarizing here, so any part of this I get wrong, Kelvin, correct me. Uh, he had to pay back, I believe it was a hundred thousand if he took a head coach or a coordinator position at a 
uh, higher level school. If it was a position coach at a higher level school, I think it was like 50,000. Do I have those numbers right? 50 and 100? Yes. Yeah. So, and, and now, obviously, there's 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 talk about bonus money that hasn't been paid previous to this season. I'm not going to get into legal to say, hey, if he left before January 1, could he have argued that, well, I've owed money that you hadn't paid me versus the money that this contract says. So who's in breach of contract? I don't know. I'm not going to get into all that, okay? Uh, but I, I do think there was genuine – I think there was a genuine – I think two things can be true, right? There can be the, the truth that you can't leave early or you play a penalty. And also, it's like, well, let me see. Let me see, can you raise and come up with the money to make my salary more than 300000 I think somebody posted that Eddie George was making 400000 something. Uh, I know for a fact, Grambling coach uh, in 22 got somewhere close to 800000 but that a lot of that was in bonus money, like bonuses from their TV deal and other things like that. And I think it brought me to this thought, Kelvin, that we talked about. This was an opportunity for alumni to say, who owns a car dealership? Who has a national brand that you can hire a coach on a marketing contract and help supplement income? I mean, Drew, what is it? You, you, you looked at uh, the Alabama head. I looked at Nick, Sa- Nick Saban's contract. Yeah. I mean, where where does a lot of a lot of that extra money comes from where? Uh, give me a second. I I will pull it up because I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to misquote anything. Contract, right? The base contract. I don't know about the state. Ba- I think he. On, I think he only makes Dick Saban only makes like three and some change from the state. That's all the state can legally pay him. Right. All, so the, I mean, all the rest of that money comes from you know all those other places. Piece. So so yeah. in the same respect that you know FAMU's coach, you know if we were going to bump him up to five. From, from three to four, maybe even five. If you do the numbers, I think I saw Scotty did the math and it came up to like almost 600000 I don't know if 600000 was all Willie or that included money for the coaches fund and things of that nature, but it was a significant increase to theoretically close the gap. But again, you know. So let me speak to that. Yeah, speak on that, please. The devil is always in the details, number one. Oh, okay. Some of the, some of those things probably were pledges. Yep. And some of some of it was cash. Pledges sometimes come through. Pledges sometimes don't come through. So I, I I would need to know a little more about how much of it was pledges and how much of it was actually donations that are already in the accounts. The other part, because and I'll tell you another reason why that's important. We don't know what's going to happen with the search. We don't know how some of the people gave. I'm one of the people gave, and I gave for a purpose, and they say it's going to be for coaches' compensation. So, uh, you know, we should be cheerful givers when we give. And so hopefully folks aren't aren't going to hold, hold their pledge hostage, hostage if they hostage, pledge yeah. Please because he's Please. gone. 
because the yeah. university is still, at the end of the day, we still going to need those funds. And, um, but, but I want to bring up a point prior to what we, the fund money we raised. And that is the fact that playing bonuses to coaches who win championships, almost all of them, not everyone, but almost all of them got some kind of, uh, clause in it in which that if they win a championship the conference championship uh they they get something and we've not honored that and i know there's a statement in the contract particularly with his but uh, i know that they have generally put the same statement in all the contracts that says you know if funds are available when it comes to those bonuses mm. um I don't think that's good. I, I don't think I don't think that's good business. Um, either you, either folks get bo- the bonuses, they don't. You know, and 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 so I I know that coaches, not just football, haven't been getting bonuses uh, over time, and um, I would have liked to see our AD be more proactive in, in that. You know. I know she she knew you can talk about the transition, but I mean, you when you come in, you got to roll up your sleeve and get to work. There's a lot of things that need to be done, and the only way they're gonna get done is if you do them, and you hire mm-hmm. hire people to help you through that process. It also means that you got to build relationships, you know, and you got to be re- relationships with people you you like and some that you might not like, some you know and some you you, you get into know, and and I don't know that we've done a good job of that from a university administrative process, which is why I bring up my concern about the process moving forward. And why I would like to keep it a simple process, right? Let's, let's evaluate our internal candidates and um, try to get someone hired within the next seven days, seven to 10 days max. But uh, because I, I'm, I'm, I'm personally afraid, we can look at how the AD got hired, Frankly, and that whole process. That fiasco. God, we, we, we don't need, we don't need that, that process for our head. Hey, we don't need that the committee. Was, that, was the last, committee. That, that was the last big high in search. So, oh, we, we, you know, we got to take that in consideration. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, right now, we, we don't need uh, dynamic change. And, and I'm just afraid of the process, if, if, you know, if, if, we, if we go full search and committee mode. So I, I just thought I'd bring that, bring that, and, and Rally Nation, we got to be vocal about that part. Yep. Yeah. What were you going? So what did all you right. find, Drew? Uh, all right, I've got I've got the article that I uh, had. Yeah, just summarize Nick quickly. Saban's summarize contract. quickly. All right, uh, Nick Saban, twenty twenty two, of excuse me, twenty twenty three compensation. Uh, he's got an eight-year contract. His annual base salary is three hundred and five thousand. He has a talent fee of nine million five hundred and ninety-five thousand. An annual retention bonus of eight hundred thousand, and that's totals the ten point seven million dollars that he makes uh, per per annum. So the ta- the talent fee is where all that money where you're talking about with things like the car dealerships and the TV commercials and all that other stuff. That stuff is the stuff that goes into the the talent fee. Uh they they uh they talked about his bonus, uh I mean his buyout. 
bonuses. I'll get into that right quick. Here are Nick Saban's bonus. He gets $75,000 for appearing in the SEC championship game, $125,000 for winning it. Or, oh, wait a minute, and that's it that's for his conference. Then he gets bowl game bonuses, $65,000 for any bowl game, $95,000 for playing in a New Year in the Gator Bowl, Capital One Bowl, Outback Bowl, $200,000 for a New Year's Six game. He's making he's getting at least four hundred thousand dollars for right now for playing in the college football semifinal or six hundred for reaching a championship game or eight hundred for winning the national championship. Those are all oars for those bowl games, not and those are all oars. Twenty five thousand right. for coach of the year, for SEC coach of the year, fifty thousand for national coach of the year. Graduation rate, 50,000 if uh, Alabama's football graduation rate is in the top 50% of the SEC and 100,000 if it's a top four in the SEC. So that's a that's a summary of it. And then they talked about his buyouts and then they got other kickers in there too. How many sky well, boxes me, me, he did, how many tickets and all that stuff. I got you. And, and the reason why that's valid, uh, uh, the reason, only reason we brought that up is because there needs to be uh, compensation packaging in place. Uh, obviously, I was hoping that that would be for Simmons. But the next coach, uh, hopefully, at uh, alumni, you know, there needs to be opportunities that this at the keyword for 2024. Let me give you that keyword. It's money. Money is the key word for 2024. VP Tiffany Dawn Sykes has to go bring in some money. If we are in supposedly a deficit budget-wise, we need money. We need money for facilities upgrades. We need money to keep our coaches and staff. We need money to – I mean, that's the key word. 2023 was about compliance. That was a key word for 2023, and she met that goal. Now, this new year, the new goal, besides finding the right football coach, is money. M-O-N-E-Y. We have to find money. There has to be creative ways in which, A, we find money for athletics. Uh, we have to find money for our coaches, we need, we need, I, I don't know if this, if that kind of thing in terms of, you know, do we have any, I mean, what, what's the, let me ask this, Kelvin, you're in Tallahassee, you watch TV, you, you pay attention to the news and the advertising. Do you see coach Simmons in advertising around Tallahassee? I mean, is he featured in advertising marketing things? I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm just curious. Is, is that, do you see him there? I mean, he's from the community. His family is from the community. So there's a presence there. But in terms of actual paid, compensated uh, appearances. There's no car, there's no car yeah. dealership that, you know, he does advertising for. Restaurant. Cell phone company. I, I mean, I mean a, let's, let's, think of, let's think of something simple. There's, there's no Willie Simmons coaching show. Dick Saban has a coaching show that he gets paid for. No, there, there's, there's in a somebody's show. restaurant. There's a coach's show. I don't know if he gets how much he gets paid for it down at the uh, Hyatt House. But so, so let, let me say this: um, a lot of what we're talking about is important that the university 
the leadership team, the athletic department, the foundation, you know, the, the, the coach and the coaches and his agents. A lot of people got to be on the same page with a lot of this stuff. And there has to be an actual plan, right? And and, and I we we just haven't we haven't taken the time to put together the robust type of plan for athletics, not just with coaching salary, hell with athletic program budget. You know, we do we kind of do the most simple thing, right? We know we got the travel, we know we got scholarships, you know, we got per diems. And you know, you know, just the normal revenue expenses, but you know, we haven't really taken the time to develop a comprehensive. Um, and, and there actually have been some some reviews of the athletic department by outside uh, vendors that we paid for to kind of give us a blueprint on what we should be targeting and where we should, where, where we should be going, but. But as you say, there's been a lot of transition um, in in AD chair as well as with hell the CFO. You talk about AD, quite quite kept secret is hell. We don't had about four or five CFOs in the last five years. Mm. So so um, that, we hired you know, somebody in the athletic department that was supposed to be going out and getting you know revenue generating corporate sponsorships. And don't we still have this deal with? Uh, Yes, we do. I mean, you know. Oh, I thought you were talking about Ocho. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Great. That, that's, that's helpful. That's value. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me read Dr. Robinson's but, but, statement but, here. Can, can I, can I uh, jump in on Kelvin before you go to Dr. Robinson? Here, here's the thing. A Kelvin, you said we got we got people that we pay for all these studies. Is this another one of those studies that we uh get Kelvin that we pay for and put it on the shelf or slide it up under some stuff on our desk and don't look at it ever again? You gave us the work, thank you for it, and never actually take the time to read it and try to implement it. That that's well, question number, I, that's question number I, one. Okay, go, go ahead. ahead. Well, no, I'll let you answer that one. So, so I, I know of at least two official and one unofficial, one unofficial study that has been done over the last, what, 2012, so 11 years um, mm -hmm. that has been submitted to the university and, um, and, 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 and leadership. And, and, and there's, even, even, there's even things that are being presented now. And that's not including the P3 that also was presented to uh the administration including the current administration and it does not include in first strike which is dealing with athletic facilities now that a, a group is trying to push through so it's not that people haven't brought ideas to the table it is i said that implement i it, it i have it's no confidence i personally have no confidence in um anything with athletics being implemented under the current leadership and, and, why, and why is that, Kelvin? Is is that because we are too afraid to think outside of the box when it comes to doing this, doing this money? You know, we, we've kind of got this mentality. It seems like if we're not outside sell, selling fish dinners and, and passing around the plate, 
we can't raise money any other type of way. This is 20, we're in 2024 now. We have got to get come up with new and improved ways. There are, there are more ways than we used to do with the raffle tickets and all that kind of stuff. It's like we're stuck, we're so stuck in doing things those ways we can't get with the new millennium and and raise money through this way. Hey, hell, we got this, we got this brand new great app. I hope we are doing our best to maximize its revenue potential out of the app. And I'm pretty sure Josh and his team is, is do, doing a good job with that. But I'm gonna be honest with you. I was pleasantly surprised that they gave Josh to go ahead with some of those th uh, ideas that you talked about, knowing how people are ultra conservative when it comes to doing new and improved things like that, that they've never seen before. I, I yield the floor to you, Kelvin. So I, I would say, just look at the athletic budget at, uh, that was presented at the last board of trustees meeting and on the projected deficit. Just look at, to answer your question about why, why it never gets to the implementation phase, what is the consequence of anybody outside of maybe an AD for not doing things that should be done. You know, nobody's holding the board of trustees accountable when it comes to athletics or or the president or president president got a raise uh, after the darkest days of FAMU athletics so, since uh since uh Earl Holmes got let go by that anyway go ahead. So so I mean I'll, the simple the simple answer is um and, and to those consequences and there's there's pressure, big pressure. Then, uh, you know, nobody is nobody is you know really focused. As you can see, when we do have a focused effort, Rattler Nation will respond. But you know, and this was this this was a focused reactionary thing. It wasn't even a planned thing initially. Was not so, planned. Wasn't planned. You could tell it wasn't planned. Um, yeah. Let me say and, this. And you, the good thing you talk about consequence. The consequence is we just lost our coach. Go ahead, Brian. What may come out of this, what may come out of this, hope, here's me being optimistic now, that you had the groups from the National Alumni Association, and I heard today uh, Curtis Johnson is a part of the board for the foundation. So you had the foundation, the National Alumni Association, the boosters, uh, the 220, the F Club. So you have these major DSO organizations um, that all contribute into the success of FAMU athletics, right? And they all came through. Now, how does how do we keep that relationship? How do we focus energy into the right place? And see, we. You have a booster club for a reason that's supposed to support athletics. Should we be going to the alumni association? You shouldn't have to go to the alumni association because everybody in the alumni association should be a part of the booster club. You know, uh, you, you know, so I, I mean, Brian, I, so for you go on one of your rants, there is a structure how successful programs operate. We got several within the state. In terms of DSOs, uh, almost everybody runs things through either the athletic foundation or boosters, but they have members of these other 
uh, uh, affinity groups a part of the, that, that board. So everybody's on the same page when it comes to athletics because everybody's got to see it at the table and, and a part of that vision. As a matter of fact, athletics and a lot of successful models have their own auxiliary units. So they do their own auxiliary contracts with uh, concessions and, and, and gear and so forth. It doesn't run through the university. I would tell you the way we structure right now internally, and that's where I choose to focus at right now, um, is in, it's not in the best interest of all the executive leadership to uh, to support athletics because that's money coming out of their budgets. Now, I don't look at it that way, but as I can tell you that's how some folks look at it. And so to take some of that out of out of the equation – I think it's really important that we structure um, our DSOs and, and our affinity groups in such a way. And that's what you saw. The, the NAA was the lead because they have the, uh, the resources and the, the, the uh, relationships to leverage. Okay. Uh, it, it, I, I, I'm not going to call out any particular group, but uh, I don't know if, if another group could not have done that without the NAA taking the lead. Hell, the university couldn't have did it without the NAA taking the lead. If you watch if you watch some of the NAA uh, uh been a part of some of the NAA um summer conventions when they specifically raise money for athletics, they have, you know, because they've been doing it for a while now when they decided to get into the business, they 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 have a a they have some infrastructure and a model to do do those those type of things. So, um, I think instead of compl- uh, comp- talking about why they doing it, perhaps we may need to look at why they're in a position to be able to do it and to incorporate that into other parts of the university, so that you know we we have something year round that's successful. Uh, here's the statement from, uh, president Larry Robinson on Willie Simmons resignation. Uh, I want to thank coach Simmons for his leadership of our football program over the last six years. Uh, he has proven himself to be a champion for our players in the classroom, the community and on the gridiron. The highlight of his tenure was the 2023 celebration bowl victory over Howard university and the HBCU National Championship. 2023 was one of the best years in the history of FAMU and our athletic program, with football leading the way, contributing to an outstanding year of accomplishments. We wish Coach Simmons and his family well as they move on. VPAD Tiffany Sykes has identified James Colsey III as the interim head coach and declared that the search for FAMU's next football coach will begin immediately. I want to thank all of the family, including the FAMU National Alumni Association, the Rattler Boosters, the National Rattler F Club, Alpha Z Gives, First Strike, the FAMU Foundation, and several individuals who contributed to helping us match or exceed the salary offer that was extended to Coach Simmons. Uh, So there you go. Uh, Let's get into candidates. Let's talk about potential candidates. Um, 
You good for that, Kelvin? Yeah. Let's go. All right. Here we go. Uh, James Colsey III is currently the interim head football coach. Um, and for those who are not familiar with uh, Coach Colsey, uh, he came to FAMU in August of 2022. Uh, and after that one season, he was promoted to associate head coach in 2023. Um, 20, over 23 years of experience in college football. Prior to FAMU, uh, he left his post as the head football coach at St. Mary's University, which is in Canada, with an overall record of 23 and 19. Uh, I believe Colsey is a a Florida State grad, Is that, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Yes, he played on the championship team. Yeah, was part of the 93 Florida State Seminoles National Championship team. Um, and uh, then he kind of began his coaching career after his playing. I guess he was a baseball player as well. Uh, and then after that time, he left. Um, how do you how do you 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 want to talk pros and cons, or just kind of go through the list of names? Let's go through the list, list of names first. All right. Also, there's a uh, Ryan Smith, uh, coach Coach Smitty Rock, uh, who was the associate head coach, uh, head coach of the defense. Um. Obviously, he has been with uh, – he was just named the associate head coach this past season. Uh, He's been part of the staff since 2018. Uh, He's been everything as the linebackers coach, recruiting coordinator, director of player personnel. Uh, In 2020, he became the co-defensive coordinator and, of course, was the associate head coach in 23 i mean we know without a fact or we know for a fact that uh uh we we know about our defense one of the top defenses in the country um by all accounts uh this would be uh his first head coaching opportunity or at I, a, let me, let me at a college that. level at the college level, thank you, thank you. Um, has he he's been a had he been a high school coach before? I know he yes, he, he's uh, been a head coach. Yeah. He's been a head coach at a couple of high schools. Success, assist, a successful head coach as well as he was on the staff of Alabama and Florida. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Twenty fifteen, uh, he was there uh, at the University of Alabama. Uh, from sixteen to eighteen, he was at University of Florida. Uh, he's from Perry, Florida. I remember Coach told us <laughs> at a media day. You know, he, he's a Perry guy. You know, he 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 loves where he is, and um, I think you even talked about yes, there are opportunities may have come from other places, but uh, he loves FAMU, loves working at FAMU, loves. Uh, I think he's built, uh, helped been helped built one of the uh, top defenses. Well, it it is uh, one of the top defenses, no doubt. Um, all right, moving forward. Billy Roll, uh, Coach Roll, uh, former associate head coach and defensive back coach. I think the coach, he, he, he was a special assistant, I believe, this past season, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Um, I believe, um, and, and forgive me if I don't have all of the accolades, of course, Coach Rolls, uh, well-known in South Florida. Um, uh, he, he's a Rattler, played uh, under Rudy Hubbard from 80 to 84. Uh, a successful. I mean, he's been a coach of the year within the state at the high school level. Uh, he's part of the FAMU Sports Hall of Fame, class of 2003. Um, a lot you mentioned before, his background, especially and 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 knowledge in South Florida and and everything is uh, uh, it's a big part of why we have uh, such a strong base down in so South Florida. Um, and so, uh, that, that's a name that, um, Ooh, it, it'd be, it's, it's going to be a tough one to pass up, uh, especially if he puts his name in the hat, which we believe he has and wants to be considered for the job as does coach Smith, Smitty rock. Um, so, so already we've shown you, I mean, obviously coach Colsey's there, um, we, we've shown you three names already that are putting their, their name into the hat for consideration to be the next coach. Okay. Um, coach Quinn Gray. Now, you know, that, that name should speak for itself. Uh, he's currently the head coach at Albany state university, just finished his first season. Uh, prior to that, he was, I believe the all, uh, Alcorn state's all OC, I don't know if it was for one or two seasons. I can't quite recall. But I know prior to that even, he was the head coach at uh, Tallahassee Lincoln and spent a few seasons there. Uh, a former OC at FAMU. OC, yeah, I was going to say former OC at FAMU. I believe this was about 2014-ish, back when uh, when he was part of the staff with Earl, uh, yeah. Earl Holmes' staff. Um, and, of course, Quinn. Uh, legend. I mean, his 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 uh, his uh, his resume speaks for itself. I don't think I need to go into great detail with Quinn, um, but uh, definitely should be up for consideration. And I, I think it would be a a dream job. I'm sure he loves being at Albany State. He loves what he's trying to build there. But uh, I I would venture to say that. Uh, you have a dream job always, and I would imagine FAMU being a former player, former All-American, uh, Hall of Famer, uh, is a dream job, without a doubt. Uh, how about this? Another former FAMU quarterback that ought to be in the hunt, and this was uh, this was also a name we talked. I think I mentioned this. Uh, Vaughn Vaughn mentioned it in his article. Um, Jaywan Sider who's currently assistant head coach and the co-offensive coordinator at Penn State University. Um, I'm reading right here from uh, HBCU Game Day, Vaughn's article, Vaughn Wilson's article. Of course, he was a standout in the uh, Billy Joe's Gulf Coast offense. Um, uh, He was a record-breaking quarterback during his tenure, an offensive-minded, filled the requirement in Joe's offense to be able to call his own plays when appropriate. Um, I think that the biggest challenge for this hire, and I saw I saw Kelvin shaking his head, is 
the finances. I mean, I'm sure as the OC at Penn State, I don't need to tell you all, he's probably making maybe shy of a mil. I'm guessing. I don't know that man's salary. De- definitely probably. 800. They Definitely 800 plus 800 as a cold coordinator. Yeah. yeah, 800 plus. Yeah. You, you, we'd now, have he would be it. awesome, but yeah, that's that. We can't that afford it. Well, Cider would be coming to FAMU again. You talk about green dream job opportunity. And here's someone who is that close already to being a head coach um, at the P5 level. Yeah, it's hard to uh, hard to imagine, hard to imagine, but it's worth considering Uh, and deserves the he deserves a call. Put it like that. I think he deserves a call. Whether, you know, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> That's all it be. Well, I, you make the call out of respect and then leave it up to him to say, maybe, no. would you? He should have the opportunity to say no. Well, I, okay, yeah. And and I think at the same opportunity, K.J. Black, you know, former offensive coordinator, QB coach of FAMU. There you see him with Ryan Stanley. Uh, then he left uh, two or three seasons ago to go work with the L.A. Rams. He's been there now, I think, two seasons. He's currently the an offensive assistant. Uh, we talked to K.J., uh, Coach Black, when uh, prior to the SWAC championship game. And if I recall, Kelvin, being a head coach is something he's interested in. I, I think the timing is going to be challenging for FAMU because the Rams are in, in, in a position to playoffs. Yeah. The Rams just made it to the playoffs. They're not in yet. Oh, they no, did they make are. it in? They, are. they, are made, they did okay. make it. They won I, thought, that I thought they still needed another. No, no, no. They're in. They're in the playoffs. So, you know. I don't know. They might need another one still. They're 9-7 if I remember correctly. I, I'm pretty sure I saw an asterisk next to the little thing. They, they, if they are in, they in the chase. So, yeah. They're they're like the sixth seed. Remember, there's seven teams that get in. So I mean, they're they're like the sixth seed right now. I think they're locked in at the sixth seed. I think. Uh, yeah, Dim Voice. Yes, they they are in. Thank you. Um, yeah. So there you go. All right. Um, let me see. Next candidate we move to. And I think. Uh, no, we got one more candidate that has strong FAMU ties. Corey Fuller is a name that uh, was mentioned in Vaughn's article. Of course, Fuller served as the interim head coach back in 2014 uh, after uh, that uh, that guy let go. That guy let Earl Holmes go, um, and I know he applied for the position. Who did we who do we end up hiring after that, Kelvin? I I I blocked that memory out. Who ended up coming in after that? I don't I, I don't know that guy's name. Okay, so see you you and me. That whole after that has been blocked out. I'm just gonna read from Vaughn's article. Uh he served as FAMU's interim head coach for the remainder of the 2014 season upon the release of the coaching staff during his time. The team actually elevated from their stagnant play during the season. Fuller is currently working at his alma mater, Florida State University in player development. He is known as a strong mentor and motivator of players. Fuller's familiarity with the program and FAMU would bolster his candidacy. 
Uh, so there's Corey Fuller. Now, I think I get into outside of the the norms here, right? And now we start moving into outside of your core FAMU ties, if you want to go outside. And that man right there, uh, those, of, <clears throat> those of you who pay attention in the SWAC, Fred McNair, he was previously at Alcorn for the last, I think, eight seasons. Um, won championships. I don't know if he is going to be the next head coach at Texas Southern. They don't know if he's going to be the next head coach at Texas Southern. That's that's still – we are hoping that our process doesn't go as left as the process at Texas Southern. That should be everybody's fear. Not surprise me. Well, hell, that, that's what we're all feared against. Don't let the process go – that left. Uh, but, you know, here's someone who's won four SWAC East titles, uh, tied for the SWAC West title this past year, been in two celebration bowls, which means he's won the SWAC two years. Uh, I think it was back-to-back years. Uh, even though he is a graduate of Alcorn State, uh, he, he's played the quarterback position. He has always had a good uh, quarterback offense. I, I think You've seen, you know, and he's he's never had a guy. It's been a while since I've seen him with a guy two consecutive seasons. So being able to take a, a, a well, player. Well, that's always do because the second year they, the guy gets hurt. Well, <laughs> and well, he has somebody come yeah, in. You're right. <laughs> and, but he develops that backup quarterback because he's brought that guy back. <laughs> but the guy yeah. winds up getting hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I it'll be interesting to see you know, the McNair option, but that's an option that was presented. Um, and I, I think it's worth considering, you know, um, that guy right there, <laughs> you may not know who that is, but if you don't, that's Kevin Sumlin. Kevin Sumlin's last job was uh, at the University of Arizona um, 2020. He was there from 2018 to 2020. He has coached at three power five programs. He's coached at Texas A&M. Uh, where most famously he had the Heisman winner Johnny Manziel. Uh, he coached at Houston, and I and the reason I call Houston a Power Five is because now they are in the uh, aren't they in the Big Twelve now? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then of course he was at Arizona. So, um, I don't know what to think about Sumlin. To be honest with you, I, I found that interesting that Vaughn presented him as an option. Um. So I'm just going to leave that there. And then another name, familiar in the FCS level, also has uh, NFL ties and relationships. Mike Minter, Michael Minter, formerly of Campbell. Uh, he recently stepped down from that role at at uh, Campbell. Uh, and remember a couple years ago, Campbell was was right there with Jackson State as having one of the top recruiting classes. Remember that um, in the FCS. Yes. I don't know what happened to that, but um, uh, I'm just looking here. Uh, following the 22 season, a school record 12 of his players were named to the Big South All Conference. Uh, Mentor was a player at University of Nebraska when they won back-to-back national titles in 1994 and 95. Uh, And I think that might be, yeah, and that's the, now, 
that's the last candidate that we have. Any any names that you want to add into that mix, Kelvin? And hey, wait a minute, A&T Roy Dooley just, I believe, just took the office coordinator quarterback position at Grambling, if I remember correctly. And, and that's where he's he on stay. the Grambling staff. And yeah. That's where he can stay. That's where he can so stay. We, there we we go. Throw that one out. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking that. Good Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You right. I just saw it popped up. You I just saw it, it pop up. That's why I wanted to go ahead and get, get that yeah. one out the way real fast. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. throw it out. Um, yeah, no, no, no. We're good. We're good. good. Jerry Mack would be a, I think, would be someone who's, uh, I think, yeah, Jerry uh, Mack. Yeah, he was the head coach at Central when they were successful. Prior to and, uh, uh, Trey Oliver, yeah, I think that, yeah, yeah. the one year, the one year that Central went to the uh, uh, Celebration Bowl uh, in Celebration Bowl two, uh, he he was competitive. That those Central teams were competitive right there with A and T in that early run. Yes, uh, he's a, he's a, he's like a position coach at Tennessee now, right right now, I think, or right um, something like that. Yeah, um, Sam Washington. Somebody well, took mine. I was getting ready. That's why I was getting ready. To, that's why I was Some, getting ready to throw out there. Who's a Florida native, A and T head coach, a former A and T head coach, Mr. Bring uh, me some, my money. One, one, you want one or two of those? I believe you want two of those celebration bowls. Two of the four. Two? Yeah, two of the four for A and T. And then one other name that I just look since we just throwing out we just throwing out names at this point, but someone Barlow, head coach of the DC Maybe. Defenders, used to be a uh, head coach at Alabama State, State, yeah. Yeah. and Virginia State, Alabama and Virginia State. State. And Virginia State. Uh, oh wait a minute, is DC oh, in the new league? Yeah, they in the SFL. Yeah. He's the head no, coach. no, you know that no, you know they just combined the two leagues, the USFL United, and the United. SFL. Well, yeah, Not, so what they, whatever they call so it now, yes. But is I was just asking, is DC one of the teams that they kept? Because I don't I, remember. I think so. Okay. Because if not, that means okay. that, that, that he's out there looking for a job. And that, and that would – I would instantly put him on page one because of who our AD is and where she is from. I'm just yes. going to tell you that. I, I would – if if Reggie Barlow – Reggie Barlow, I believe, is the first and last name – if Reggie Barlow is not still coaching professionally in the UFL, um, add him to this list of coaching candidates outside of FAMU, but familiar with HBCUs. And again, the importance of this hire, let's keep it real, folks. This is not our hire, although it should be. It's her hire. And He's got to be able to have somebody that she believes in is going to do the job and continue um, us on the path that we're on. So I, 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 successful programs and football rich schools in the South, that typically ain't the model you follow. I, I, yeah, I yeah. don't want to throw it up. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Explain. What do you, hold on, hold on. Explain, explain that, Kevin. What do you mean? Well, I mean, you don't get a lot of most schools, especially at the group and power five level in the south, you don't get them jobs. The AD don't make that decision, really. It's the it's the boosters, the Luni, you know, the folks who support athletics. 
generally make that decision. As, as Texas and she probably won't get it honestly to get to get a chance to make this this, this decision either. It, but it probably won't come from who it, the, a conglomerate of everybody coming together. It probably it'll probably if we follow our, our our past history, you know, you were talking about giving somebody a now how Willie got hired was an exception to the rule. People don't remember this. John John Easton uh, John, John, John Eason hired Willie. And it didn't go to a huge committee process. Uh, it was a small group, and and Willie was identified, and and he and John made the recommendation to the president, and um, Willie got the job. And it probably should be something similar to that this time. Yeah. Can, can I go out and left field for my uh one name that you did not steal from me, Kelvin? Go ahead. How about Reginald Ruffin? Athletic director at Tuskegee. He's always been looking for that power five job. He's not too far removed from coaching. Uh, has has had success on the division two level. I know it's a long shot, but just wanted to throw that name out there. I mean, he's a winner, but you know, I mean, anybody who's a winner or who has had coaching experience, you can't poo poo. Um, I, I will say, John was in a. John I saw somebody at, put Henry Frazier in the uh, chat also. That, yeah, he's at what, Virginia Union State? Uh, uh, he's uh, State. Yeah, State. so so another one or someone who, want, who you know, who's at, who has swag and the HBCU head coaching experience, successful uh, head coaching experience. So, so yeah, I, I mean, you couldn't poo-poo on it. But I was just going to say, John was in a better position than most ADs, though, having been a long-time coach at the power five level so in terms of evaluating uh a head coach he was uniquely qualified to unilaterally kind of make a decision like that okay um so my if i if i had let's kind of go one two three if you had a first second third choice and why um, I, I'll start by saying my, my one, I'd have to start with Queen Gray. Uh, my, my first choice is seeing if you can get Quinn Gray. And I think from the standpoint, if you can get Quinn Gray and the caveat with that, I think your Quinn Gray can keep the defense. And I think there, I think there's some familiarity with, Quinn Gray. And, and the only reason I so before I go to my number two, I think the thing with Quinn Gray, A, I, I think the momentum of what Willie Simmons brought to the to the head coaching position uh is something that I think Quinn can replicate and make his own. Um I don't know if I think in terms of the name speaks for itself. I, I think you've got legend, somebody who, you know, is relatable. He knows FAMU. He understands the culture. Uh, he has good ties in the Big Ben, Jacksonville area, South Georgia area, where we've been extremely successful in recruiting players and even getting guys out of the portal to come back home. So that has been established. Um, and I do think, you know, he may be able to tie together and still keep a lot of the staff in place that have helped 
the success that Coach Simmons has experienced. Um, and I think the offense might take a tick up, too, uh, being that he's out of the Gulf Coast offense, knows it intimately well, and not saying that he's going to bring that back, and I know that, that'll catch a lot of people's uh, excitement, but I think it it would be it'd be nice to kind of see our offense with some similar fluidity from what we've seen. I don't think we'd be a stick in the mud, you know, run the ball till it hurts uh, offense. I, I think maybe we'd be more more selective about running. I don't know, but but anyway, I I, I do think there'd be some 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 additions there that I think would be would be good. Um, the KJ Black choice would be interesting and intriguing because um, I, I think it's a first time head coaching and I think that's the separator. If you ask me, well, what's going to separate Quinn Gray versus uh, and, and I'd say between Quinn Gray, Billy Roll um, and, and Smitty Rock, you have guys who have been head coaches um, only one of them, Gray, has been a head coach at the college level. Uh, but just being a head coach and having to manage people in the way that a head coach has to manage people matters. And I think it's important in being able to promote your program, even if it's a, a smaller level. There's some high school programs that have uh, a strong – that have strong basis, right? Um, and I think th- that's, that's why – the, the KJ Black is a, like an asterisk for me, kind of behind um, Gray, Billy Roll, um, Smitty Rock is an interesting hire. KJ, I'd, I I kind of put Smitty Rock and KJ kind of as my three, maybe my three A, three B, you know. So I, I but I but I do want to see this position carry over to somebody who intimately knows the personnel, who knows what has been built, and sort of keep carrying that on. And I do think, even though Quinn Gray has been away, he under, he, he was in Tallahassee just three seasons ago. You know? he you know, I mean, so it wasn't that long ago that he was in Tallahassee, try, you know, and, and, and Coach Simmons and staff were going over to Lincoln, you know, recruiting. I mean, he, he's, he knows what's going on at FAMU. Let's not get it twisted. Um, so... That's sort of my one, two, three. Uh, Kelvin, what's your what's your one, two, three look like? I think the model for us at this moment is is the model A and T used when Broadway left. Broadway left, they kind of stayed in house. Washington came up, and A and T was good for another two or three years. Uh, championship good, so. I, I I feel like that's where our program is right now. I, you know, I'm, I, I'd be real careful about trying to go outside. But, you know, if you look at outside candidates, you know, the two that are affiliated with the FAMU, uh, Coach Simmons Tree, KJ and, and um, Quinn, would probably be the two outside folks you would look at. I'm not going to rank them because I have respect for all five of those names. Sure. And sure. and and uh, but uh, but uh, but I I, I love Billy Roll. I love Smitty Rock. Um, 
I don't whoever we choose, I don't think we're gonna keep everybody, but I think we can keep a lot of people, both coaches as well as um players. And I think that's ultimately what is what we need to do. So so I I'm in favor of internal or the or the, or the Willis Simmons coaching tree. And let me add this the one positive I think about having an offensive guy, uh is that you get to come in with a brand-new quarterback, a quarterback that uh, you – there's not an incumbent quarterback. So unlike what, you know, Willie Simmons came in and he had an incumbent quarterback in Ryan Stanley and trying to get Ryan Stanley to uh, understand his offense and do the kind of things that, you know, he wants him to be able to do, you're going to get a chance to come in with a, a new quarterback. So whoever it is that gets the job, it's a new quarterback. And you you get a chance to pick the person, whether it be out of the stable of of guys who are in the room or transferred in or who might want to come because you are the head coach. You know, you might be able to bring in that person. So, you know, uh Go ahead. Uh, that's uh, a, uh, go ahead, AD. We'll, we'll come to questions here in a second. Uh, go ahead, Drew. Yeah. Uh, Name that I forgot to mention when we were talking about coaches. Uh, what about Bobby Rome from down at Florida Memorial? We could probably uh, add him to the out there in left field candidates. Uh, successful season down there at Florida Memorial, turning that program around. So. Uh, I think that's a left field candidate, but it's something considering uh, he's had success in the state of Florida. Something we need to add to the list. All right, now my top, my top candidates, no particular order. Uh, obviously, you got to go with uh, uh, Queen Gray. You know, Queen Gray, uh, home grown Rattler. Uh, f- from from the area, so I think he would definitely be a. Uh, I think he'd definitely be one of those top ones that should at least get a phone call in the interview. Billy Roll, same thing with him. Uh, and it's kind of hard to limit it at three because I think I definitely think you have to uh, give Sweetie Rock his opportunity, uh, a serious interview, not just the customary. We go. We gonna interview you because you're on staff. We give him the serious interview. And if I had to go for one person outside of the family, uh, Kevin Sumlin would be my next. Uh, would be that one outside of the family that I would go in and and uh, long shot would be Fred, because uh, because he, he is out there. So that would be my long shot. Um, yeah, so uh, I think there's a you gotta you may have to rethink that someone thing. There's a someone's got some legal, got issues. Some legal issues that are kind of hanging out there, but but, but, but you know, some that I mean, these coaches do have those legal issues, though. I ain't no offense, but I'm just saying, but but his know, is current, yeah, his is, yeah. His is, it, real his is new. Real friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I would I withdraw my nomination. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, let's go to a few of these. I've been starring different comments that people have. I'm going to go real quick from most recent to earlier. Uh, good to see you on, Scotty. Happy New Year to you, brother. Thanks for coming in. Uh, great question. What happens if – now, we you how do you – when you ask this question, we'll be on uh, athletic director number what <laughs> seven, eight, twenty two. What <laughs> which I one mean, will we be but, on? <laughs> what does getting it wrong look like? I mean, you know what I'm come saying? Come on, come that... on. Hey, man, don't know. It don't even know. What does getting it wrong You, you know, getting wrong means you get fired. <laughs> that bottom line. What does getting it wrong look like? What does getting it wrong look like, Brian? Well, no, but but getting what I'm saying wrong, is getting it wrong. Getting it wrong looks like what happened to A and T this year. Getting it wrong. Ooh, wow, Ooh, that's a wow. That was that was a shot. I mean, I, I mean, I, you're you're, you're right. You're like. right. You're that's you're what right. it looks uh, like. It looks like what has happened to it. It looks like what happened to A and T. You know, Southern and getting it getting it half getting it halfway right. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Getting halfway right looks like Southern and Grammar. Uh, uh, yeah, I see you, champ. Just like, it's like, hey, back up off AMT, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Relax, relax, Drew. That was a unne- that was get, an unnecessary get, shot. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Get, 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 <laughs> getting, getting it wrong for me. Now, getting it wrong for me is if we lose our defensive staff and say. We have a mass exodus like Jackson State had after Dion left. That's getting it wrong. I agree. I totally, I totally agree. Hey, uh, here, here's something interesting, y'all. Do you realize now with Willie leaving, Coach Connell Maynard is the only coach in the SWAT who was around before the pandemic? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's uh, who was it? Where were who was it that and he's on thin ice? Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is now the he is the senior member of the SWAC now. Yeah, kind of Maynard. Wow, wouldn't that going uh, in what year eight? 2018, yeah. 2018, no, yeah. 2016, same as Willie, same, same amount of time as Willie Simmons, yeah, same amount of time, yeah. Uh, Remember now, that show we did right before the holiday. If, if Fred McNair does, if Fred McNair does end up becoming the coach of Texas Southern, um, although it won't be the same school in consecutive years, it goes back to Fred in terms of consecutive years. But I know swack years, swack hours, swack hours, and swack hours. Yeah. Uh, EA asked a question earlier. Ask uh, why would Willie? Have these kids signed one week ago and now leave. Um, and I get that. That's business. A, that that's a you have to carry on the business of college athletics. You really do. You you have to you have to recruit in good faith for the university, the program. I mean, look, Willie Simmons built this program back up. He I don't believe he wants to see it fall apart like a house of cards just because you move one card off the top. he I don't believe that because that's an indictment, I think, maybe on his legacy. And I think there's too much respect and love for the, the coaches and even returning players. So, yeah, you, you're recruiting with the thought that, yes, I know there might be another job for me. 
But until all of the legal stuff, all of the, the contract stuff gets negotiated and finalized, and maybe even he's saying until maybe I give FAMU an opportunity to match or really step up in a different kind of way, I, I, I'm, you know, but I, I think he's got to recruit in good faith and, and sort of keep the program moving at a high trajectory. Um, and then he's got to let the AD do her job, which now this is her job to find someone who's going to be able to keep those players uh, and not let them get away. See, here's one difference between uh, this situation and most of the other situations that we've seen with uh, head coaches leaving. Willie did not leave to become a head coach at another institution. Meaning, if he would have left to become a head coach somewhere else, like, like Coach Prime did, he's not taking staff with him. This decision was his decision only. He is the only one who is leaving. Those people who was out there running up and down I-10, I-95, I-75, and wherever else are still there at Fairview right now. They're not going to do with him. They may go somewhere else, but they're not going to do with him. So you won't see this mass exodus of five, six coaches going to do as if he, would, if he was the head coach. So there's a better better than 50% chance that these kids actually show up to class on their first day because those people who recruited them are still on staff as of today. And if they don't like the hook coach that come in, they can go right back into the portal because the, the coach changed. So these kids right. do have options, but right. as we know, not there's, those slots are filling up every day. So these kids are going to have to make a decision now, either stay in fam or go to that number two or that number three and see if that if that scholarship that they offered you is still there. Correct. And let me just let me just add, that's what professionals do. They do their jobs. So it ain't their job no more. So yep. um of course as long as he was the head coach at FAM, it was his job to make sure that he put this program in a best position and take advantage of the championship and the 12 and one season and the bad to bad nine, nine win seasons. Um, and, and make sure that this, the staff he's leaving behind is, uh, in, in a good place as well as you got to remember a lot of these players, uh, a lot of these transfers are friends of the players. Uh, they play with or against, uh, uh, the, the players kind of help recruit some of these guys. So, you know, it ain't all just about Willie. So, um, I'm glad he, he, he has continued to, to, uh, be professional. Thank God for it. Um, something I saw earlier in the chat room from Kev from Tally. Um, I would be careful about listening to who they is, uh, you know, um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, that could be, that could be the 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 anti ad sykes contingent uh who might be putting putting things out there i mean obviously um so you you just gotta 
take take things you hear with a grain of salt. Um, so I would, I would, I would, I can't. You, you like to think. I can't imagine that Sykes would say that, but you never know what's going on in those back rooms. But uh, man, it, it's, it's cold blooded if uh, if it is. But I, I would just say, just. Look, Don't the auto quick. negotiation. Pe- people say things in a negotiation that that they know you, you come from one extreme or the other, and hopefully y'all meet somewhere in the middle. So nothing that's said in a nego- contract negotiation surprises me. Yeah, I have um, no comment. <laughs> oh. Kelvin, don't you do I that? I have no comment. I have no comment. Okay. Okay. Oh boy. All right. Um, appreciate you jumping in as well, Tamara T. Thank you for uh, staying in with us. Uh, and and uh, you know that's why we wanted to come in and do this do this show. Um, uh, more comments to meet your offer. Um, uh, yeah, we got to listen. Got to listen. She's got to listen to the coaches and the players. Most definitely. Um, I see uh, Mr. Kenzie's got his choice. Uh, Billy Roll, good good choice, good candidate. Um, and I think we could all use some prayers right now for our leadership. And <laughs> we could all, all take a moment to pray for the decision that she has to make and that she's able to discern what is and what is not and who to listen to uh and who's you know at the end of the day being able to make this higher um i I'm, i'd be curious to know from an ath- from athletic directors you know is this a and it, and i say this because if you've never if you've never had to hire somebody you you'll understand where i'm going with this uh, or you won't understand where I'm going with this. But if you've ever worked a job and you've had to hire people, uh, you'll understand where I'm about to go with this. Hiring somebody for a position like this can cause you to lose sleep. Uh, and you really, you really are challenged to consider what your values and what you value. Because you can create a matrix of different things, whether it be how they relate to, and in this football world, in this position, how they relate, how they work with uh, the internal stakeholders, how well they talk and communicate to the players, how do they talk with the media, what is their offensive and defensive philosophies. Um, There are all these different factors that you have to sort of create check boxes for and you know sometimes you talk about getting it right and getting it wrong i mean you're really hoping that your values what you value can come through in the person that you're looking to hire um and and you know so yeah when we talk about sending some prayers out to advp sykes uh Take take a minute and do that with with all honesty because this is this is going to be one of the biggest decisions that uh, 
she has to make. And hiring a football coach for an AD, there may be some athletic directors who look forward to that, but I'd really love to know how many of them dread it. Uh, and, y- you know, uh, I-, I think it's just one of those things. I, I You know, do you, where were you going? Well, well, you had a thought to that. What are you here's the thing, Brian. Here's the thing, Brian. As an athletic director, she should already, for not just for the football coach, but for every head coach, she should already have a a short list. A short list. You should have a you should have a list of first first, you should have a list of internal candidates. Those are the assistant coaches that are on the staff. If if my coach leaves today, if my coach should get sick, who takes over the program? And can I give them this job on a permanent basis? Number one, you should have your list of contacts or people from outside of your organization who, if your coach leaves today or tomorrow, who am I going to interview first? I, I know this is, my, this is my number one. This is my number two. She should already have that list together. No matter when Willie decided to quit, he could decide to quit October. She should have already had that list together. And then you have to deal with the inevitable. Your board, your president, somebody is going to come with their person or two that they think needs to have this job and everything. So you should be the head over the search firm stuff. Please don't, please don't hire this search firm. You should already have this list already together down to about less than five people. Three of your own, two that you know somebody else is going to send to you that you got to do because of the position. The question is, how much autonomy does she have in making this decision? That is the million dollar question. Because when it's all said and done, whether she makes this higher or whether the people above her makes this higher, she will wear this higher. She will own this hire, and this will either make her legacy at FAMU or break her legacy at FAMU. Enough said. What do you want to add in there, yeah. Kelvin? Yeah, I just want to say I see where people are asking about a timeline. Well, classes start um, next week. So we need – so, you know, I, know, I know you can do late registration and stuff, but for the kids who already signed and were coming, those transfers, we kind of need need a decision by next week for the those who aren't who aren't jumping in the portal or anything. And then, of course, the first uh, Wednesday in uh, February is is a uh, regular signing period. So, those are your two. I think two markers that are pretty important. And also next week is important because again, the coaches have the convention going on. The 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 ACA, uh, National Coaches AF, Convention. AFCA is happening this yeah. weekend, I believe. Is this weekend? Yes, yes. And and I would tell you, folks folks, those coaches on our staff, they're gonna have they're gonna have offers. Oh yeah. So so we want to retain this staff. Uh, have a shot of retaining most of this staff. We we gonna have to make a decision quick. So seven days hey, is my window. Hey, here's an outside the box idea. Maybe Tiffany Dawn needs to be at the coaches convention doing interviews. 
where is the convention? Usually the convention might be in the same city as the national championship. Is it in Houston? Yeah. Somebody looked that up. Is it because the, the national championship game is, I believe, being played at uh, NRG Stadium in Houston, if I recall yeah. correctly. Yeah, you, yeah, you're right. They're usually in the same city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would not be surprised if the uh, AFCA convention is in uh, is in Texas. No, it's in, in Nashville. Ah, well, there goes that. Okay. Uh, maybe that's basketball that does it in the same area. <laughs> I know basketball does it as part of the Final Four. Basketball does, yeah. So maybe football is not quite on that same page yet. But uh... January 7th through the 10th in Nashville, Tennessee. Gaylord Opryland. Mm. Um, I was looking here. I was going to read. I, I don't know how this will show up. Mr. Kenzie's got a great comment here uh, in support of uh, Billy Rowe. I, I'll just read it because, uh, you know, I respect uh, Mr. Kenzie's opinions and his thoughts. Um uh, and, and you guys in the chat room may have already seen it from earlier. Um, he he's he's on the uh, asking for the support of Billy Roll for head coach of the Rattler football team. He can bring calm and steady the ship amongst our players and alumni. He knows the players, coaches, fans, and how our administration works. I ask you to express your support to the president and athletic director. Again, thank you for your time. Uh, so again. Um, like I said, I definitely respect Mr. Kinsey. And so I think uh, those of you who take your time and go to the athletic website and just uh, actually uh, here, I'm going to post it in the chat uh, because those of you who may not have access, um, I'm going to post. I don't know if the info on Billy Roll is still on the uh, FAMU website. Because was he, a, he? I know he's listed as a special assistant, but I don't know. Yeah, I've got it up now. Yeah, because he's not uh, he's not listed on the current roster. I did it as a I did it as a search. It still comes up on the family athletics if you do it. Yeah. as a Google search. Yeah, so I just I just sent it out in the chat message. But yeah, if you do a search for Billy Roll, you'll kind of see his pedigree and background, and I and I think that's uh, worth checking out. Of course, the other candidates you can all read there: FamuAthletics.com. You can read Ryan Smith, uh, James Cozy the uh, Third, obviously them uh, all being there. Uh. uh Demetrius said, uh, we got to work on the NIL next. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a whole nother show conversation, but it's, it's, it can happen. I don't, you know, and I think that's something that can work that it doesn't, you know, that doesn't require entirely our administration or athletics. We need to work within athletics, but there's some things that can be done to strengthen our NIL position at FAMU. Um, uh, Kenya, no, who is it? Road Dog, Mike. 
Um, now the Rattler, the Rattler First Fund, Kelvin, that is a fund that started in 2017, but that is for all coaches. Is that correct? Is that that's what that intent of that fund is? Yes, no, maybe the the alumni Rattlers first. The uh the yeah the it's, it's, in, it's in support of app. It, it's yeah it's in support of family athletics. Yes, I had it somewhere. I don't close it out. Must be. So uh, Demetria is in the chat putting up a little information as to why. Colsey may be the interim AD, or I'm sorry, the interim head coach right now. Um, she says that uh, the players, through their leadership council, sent a letter to the Tallahassee Democrat saying they want uh, Colsey um, as the permanent coach. So I, I would imagine that making him be interim is uh you know you can't necessarily promise that but i could see vp sykes maybe possibly moving and doing that and that might might explain a little bit of you know why it wasn't the the natural progression of making uh ryan smith the interim head coach i don't know just i'm just just speculating based on what I what I see here. Um, just checking in the comments here. Anything else? All right, um, Drew. Drew, you put up a good suggestion there about uh, setting up a spaces. Um, I don't know how that all works. Can that? I mean, how how to explain that? I mean, I don't know. I, obviously, I'm familiar with Twitter Spaces. But is Twitter Spaces well, now set up where it can work off of the laptop? I know it used to be off your phone. Phone, phone or iPad, as far as I know, I've never uh, had to work off the laptop. Okay. Um, but but I think, I, you know, we've had a good conversation. You know, it's, this here this from us. Oh, it does work on laptops now. Okay. It you does know, work on laptops. like to hear from We'd like to hear from some of you all and let you guys chime in and we can continue the conversation on spaces. I'm just looking now, trying to figure out how to how to set that up. Um, Yeah, somebody I'm gonna have to take a peek here and try to figure out how to set that up on the back end. And uh, yeah. All right, so yeah, I guess we can't do it via the web. So, um, yeah, it might be might be something we let me see if I can set it up real quick. We'll uh, we'll see if I can uh, set that up here, and uh, maybe we can bring everybody in and create sort of a, a Twitter Spaces here and kind of hear hear your comments and thoughts. Um, uh, 
any anything else you want to add in this uh before we kind of i think we've kind of hit on a lot of points kelvin anything you want to you know finalize and say here as we uh get ready to to shut down this feed here well transparency of the process what whatever what it's gonna look like uh, a projected timeline i think all those things are important and um whether or not we, we're looking at considering the internal candidates. Uh, I think that needs to come out this week. So you're talking about you want to see the con- – okay, you want to see that. Uh, all right, what's our what timeline? Yeah, what's our timeline? Uh, well, I mean, she's – okay. Um, I do and think two weeks. I, I need to know the process. I mean, is it her making a decision? Is there a smaller committee? Is it a recommendation of two, three, and the president pick? You know, we we all over the place with our processes, man. I want to be clear on what the process is. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Um, Drew, your uh, your thoughts. Your thoughts and and what do you want to see come out of this? What do I want to see come out of this? Uh, right person. The time is now, and okay, we we we've got to get this right, man. It, it, it's just that simple. We have got to get this right. And we need to have we need to have this in place. I'm gonna give it to King Day. Which is uh let's see, King Day is January two weeks from today. Two weeks from today. Two weeks from today. Yeah, it's two weeks from today, so that's what I am that's what I'm gonna do. All right. Wednesday show, uh, Wednesday, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central. Um, obviously, coming up next weekend or heading on Saturday, our men and women's basketball team are traveling to Daytona Beach to take on Bethune-Cookman starting the SWAC season. Um, I know football and this whole process will still be on a lot of people's minds. We might get more details and more information. Um, I do want to – I'm working on a a timeline to kind of, you know, just sort of those things to say how did we get here, Uh, maybe even a summary, like a a little more clarification. Like I I know I saw uh, Scotty do a real nice summary of some of the dollars, but I wanted to get a a better understanding of what came in. And then also – What's going to, I think we talked about this earlier. What what's going to become of it? Let's make sure that that money stays in place. I mean, that doesn't necessarily have to be for the new coach, but I think that money needs to be there. If money needs to be there to retain some of these assistant coaches, um, and so on and so forth. So it'll be interesting to kind of talk to, and, and we're trying to see can we can we gather up some of the some of those key decision makers from uh not only Curtis Johnson but uh maybe from the board from the foundation maybe from the Rattler Booster Club 
Uh, so we'll see if we can bring them in. Um, and I know uh, I need to make sure to reach out to live. Uh, maybe, maybe get into talking a little preview of the basketball season and kind of, you know, we, we want to be, we, that's part of the reason why I wanted us to do this today, kind of get all of this out of the way of Wednesday show. And so that way Wednesday show, we're kind of moving forward and not talking about things that have been 48 hours old. Oh, we we gonna still be talking football now, but oh, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. I, but I mean, until I, until I, until this process is completed, until this process is completed. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, all right. Um, make sure you're following us on X, Facebook, Instagram, and follow our YouTube page. For all the uh, special clips and replays, I mean, obviously, if you're following our Jericho Broadcast Network's YouTube page, we appreciate you. Uh, that's where you can find all of the shows that appear on the Black College Sports Network. But uh, if you're looking for uh, specific replays of our shows, uh, or maybe it's uh, uh, just a segment from some of our conversations that we have with head coaches and players, you can get all of that at ONG Strike Zone on YouTube. Make sure you're following at ONG Strike Zone on all social media platforms. Uh, check out the BCSN Pod Zone. If you are still a podcast listener, we appreciate you. We love the podcast format. Uh, some of those platforms even let you watch video versions of the podcast. So however you consume our content, we appreciate it. Go to BCSN Pod Zone and you can, uh, you can watch it there it's uh, greatly appreciated um and i'll just end the show again with my sentiments again i'm thankful for coach simmons i'm thankful for his leadership uh his the way he communicated well with the media i mean i've seen a lot of coaches that don't do it very well (laughs) so Coach Simmons is a is a master. He he can teach a master class to a lot of coaches, especially HBCU coaches, about working with the media, talking with the media, getting the most from your interactions with the media. And I think a lot of his success is from the way he interacts. And that's sort of why he is ready for a head coaching job. And and I I I know he'll he'll be a heavy recruiter in Florida for Duke in that program. Um, you know, so we'll be recruiting against him, I'm sure. And, um, I just wish him and his family well. And, uh, this has been a great run, a great experience. And he has definitely left FAMU in a better place than when he arrived. 100% better, 1000% better. And so now it's up to all of us alumni, uh, fans, supporters, to demand excellence from our leadership, Dr. Lay Robinson, VP Sykes. We must demand the very best. And the support, we must demand support, the right kind of support of our athletic department from not only our direct service organizations, but from Dr. Robinson himself. You know, um, 
he has to allow VP Sykes the opportunity to raise money, create revenue, and make the right kind of hires. Otherwise, why did you hire her? So with that all said, and for AD Drew and Are we gonna continue the conversation? I want to try to continue the conversation. No, I, I'm all for continuing the conversation on Twitter Spaces. I, I've got to try to uh, OG page. Yeah, um, yeah, at ONG Strike Zone is where you can find us. I just got to figure out how to get it set up. So uh, somebody hit me up in the DMs. If somebody's got a, I'm I'm looking for it now. Trying to figure out how to set up the Twitter Spaces on. I know how to do it on the phone. So I'm. That's why if you see me kind of looking like. Uh, I know how to do it on the phone, but if you can do it from the actual web portal and the website, well, hey, that's great. So, um, you know, we're going to figure out how to do that. So uh, look for a quick announcement here. Make sure to get over to our, our Twitter handle at ONG Strike Zone is where you can find us. We'll set it up and uh, we'll go from there. If anybody's got any nice little tutorials to help a brother out, hit me in the DMs real quick. Um, that'd be nice. And we'll go from there. So, all right. Uh, thank you for watching. Thank you. Uh, Rattler nation. We love you. Hit the thumbs up button. If you would on the way, you got a lot of people watching, even if you're not commenting on one of those platforms, Facebook or YouTube, uh, you can still hit the thumbs up button. HBCU national champions still just had to remind folks. Damn, God damn you. Uh, well said. For those guys and uh, me, uh, thank you. We'll see you over in Twitter spaces at ONG Strike Zone. We want to hear from you, Rattler Nation. Um, so we'll, we'll go Travel take care everybody. Of there. Everybody, be well. Take care of yourselves. Have a happy new year. We'll see everybody on Wednesday night back on uh, this channel. But head over to at ONG Strike Zone on uh, Twitter uh, so we can keep the conversation going. Peace out, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.